Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, beloved, I want to welcome you to uh, Glenn Podcasts. I want to welcome you to this uh, podcast channel, the official podcast channel of uh, Global Emancipation Ministries, Calgary, Canada. And uh, this very week, the Lord will be blessing us with yet another episode. Our, our mandate is still liberating men through the knowledge of the truth. And uh, if you have not yet subscribed, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast channel on uh, the various listening platforms available, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google Podcasts, or simply uh, type in Glenn Podcast on your Google search box and click on search. It will bring out all the available listening platforms so you can decide to choose anyone and subscribe there. And that way, you will always have fresh episodes uh, delivered to you. And even if you want to have access to previous ones, you can do that via the same listening platform you uh, you choose. And to learn more about this ministry, we want to encourage you to visit uh, org. You can visit our website at www.glom.org. You'll be able to have access to uh, all the necessary information regarding us, everything we do, our mandate, our vision, our mission, statements, where we work, and even how you can be part of what God is doing through us. And uh, as you do that, the Lord will bless you mightily in the name of Jesus. We want to encourage you as well to uh, follow us on social media. You can check us out on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can connect with us on LinkedIn as well and all the other social media platforms available. Like our pages, follow us, connect with us so that you can keep abreast of important uh, spiritual updates as they become available. May the Lord bless you and cause his light to shine in every aspect of your life as you do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's another week and another week means another episode. So the Lord is going to be blessing us today uh, with a very fresh uh, episode straight from the throne of his grace. But before we go into that, let's take a moment and commit this session into the Lord's hands in prayers. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you for bringing us here once again. Thank you for the opportunity granted us to come and learn at your feet again. Thanks for all the things you've taught us in time past. Thanks for the grace to understand them. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we commit this uh, week's episode into your hands. We say, Lord, you're going to give us fresh understanding. You're going to give us fresh illumination. You're going to open the eyes of understanding that we may understand the mysteries resident in your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray you cause our hearts to be fertile soil for the implantation of your word. So that by the time this episode is over, we look back and have all the cause to glorify your name. Thank you so much for always answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty and unfailing name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So once again, I welcome you to this week's episode of uh, Glenn Podcast. And like I said, uh, it's a fresh episode the Lord will be blessing us with today. And the topic we are looking at today is who are your friends? We'll be considering a very important topic today. And the topic is who are your friends? That's a question. By the time we are done with this episode, you will, one thing is certain. You will reveal your life and you will check to see who your friends really are. Then you'll be making a decision whether to keep those friends or to simply let them go. We're going to be taking our text from Mark chapter 2, Mark 2, 1 to 12. Mark chapter 2, we're going to be reading verse 1 to 12 and we'll be reading from the King James Version. It says, And again it entered, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. 
and uh, they come unto him bringing one sick of the palsy which was born of four and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press they uncovered the roof where he was and when they had broken it up they let him they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay when jesus saw their faith he said unto the sick of the palsy son thy sins be forgiven thee but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why do this man thus speak uh, blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in the spirit what uh, that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed, and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thy house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. May the Lord bless his words in our heart in Jesus' name. That's the word of the Lord. Who are your friends? Look at what these uh, four friends did in this scripture we just read in order to secure healing for their sick friend. They had a friend who was sick with palsy. Uh, other versions of scripture, we, are, we I mean, explain it this way that he was paralyzed from neck down. This man couldn't do anything by himself. He just was just lying down there. And his four friends heard that Jesus was around. And they did something in order to secure healing for this their sick friend. They saw an opportunity for their friend's illness to end and they seized it. And even when they got to where Jesus was, of course they must have heard. They heard that Jesus could heal, Jesus could, you know, raise the dead, Jesus could take care of all those problems. So they wanted their friend to be healed. So they took him up on the bed and carried him. They carried the friend to where Jesus was. And when they got there, the Bible said they discovered everywhere was packed, full. People were everywhere. All, there was no entrance. All the doors were blocked. Everything was just, there was no space for them. They didn't go back home. They didn't say maybe it's not the will of God that today our friend will, will not be healed. The Bible said they had to go on the roof and tear open the roof of the house where Jesus was ministering. And they lowered that their friend down straight in front of Jesus. That was serious. They were so desperate to see their friends healed. They tore the roof open. They didn't mind. They didn't want to think about the consequences. First thing first, our friends, our friend must be healed. They took the risk. They didn't say because there's no entrance. God knows we have tried our best. They carried their friends to Jesus. There was no entrance. There was no room at the door. They went on top of the house on the roof. They tore open the roof, lowered the friend down in front of Jesus. And they, get what, they got what they wanted. Jesus saw their faith expressed through their relentless efforts and healed their friend. And the friend they brought on a, on a bed walked back home. The Bible said that friend arose, took up his bed and went before them or in front of everybody. And everybody was amazed. How did it happen? How did the problem of this man get solved? How did he encounter Jesus to solve this problem? Through the efforts of his friends. 
those friends were not just bringing food to come and give him a heat. They weren't just saying it is well, everything will be fine, just endure. Maybe it's the will of God. They took action. They did something about it. They didn't want the condition of their friend to continue that way. And they got what they wanted. Who are your friends? Who? It is a popular saying that if you show me your friend, I will tell you the kind of person you are. And I agree. Who are your friends? Who are the people in your life? Who are the people influencing your decisions? Who are the people determining where you go, where you do not want to go? Who are the people you spend time with on phone? Who are the people you spend time with chatting on social media? Who are the people you, you know, you go out with? Who are the people in your life that you call friends? Who are they? Are your friends drawing you to Jesus or they are drawing you away from him? Are you the kind of person who, whose friends are those is on is on on Sunday morning when you are getting dressed to go to church? That's when they come and meet you. That there's one party happening somewhere. We have to just be there, and you just drop your Bible and go with them. Are those the kind of friends you are keeping? Who are your friends? Are they drawing you to Jesus, or they are drawing you away from Jesus? Have you been missing church services because of functions you needed to attend with your friends? Have you been missing Bible studies because, you know, you, your one friend said you should follow him or her somewhere. You have to please your friend and you're, not, you're, you're missing Bible study. Is it because of your friends that you have stopped reading the Bible? Because every time you want to study the Bible, every time you want to sit down and say, I want to read my Bible today, that's when they will call you and they will keep talking on that phone until you fall asleep. Are those the kind of friends you keep? Are your friends drawing you towards God or they are drawing you away from God? I can tell you this straight away. No friend will ever leave you the way you are. It's not possible. Your friends can either make you or mar you. That's the way it is. Somebody has said that you will be you will be something in five years to come that what you're going to be in five years to come is going to be as a result of the books you read and the company you keep somebody has said that that the kind of life you will be having in five years time is going to be determined by two things you're going to be who you are going to be in five years time that life will be determined by just two factors the books you read and the company you keep and the Bible says those who walk with the wise will become wise. And the companion, the association and the gathering of fools shall suffer destruction. That's the way it works. Some friends come into your life, your life becomes better. Some friends come into your life and disaster manifests. Who are your friends? No friend will leave you the way you are. It's not possible. So if your friends are not drawing you towards God, if they are not encouraging the things of God in your life, they are definitely drawing you away from God or discouraging you from the things of God. You can't be the same. It's not possible. It's either up or down. No middle ground. No midway. Who are your friends? Are they drawing you to God or they are drawing you away? Are your friends telling you that you are taking this Jesus thing too seriously? Don't be too religious. 
you know don't be a fanatic don't you know you are not the only christian this jesus you, you are getting crazy about this jesus thing is that what they tell you or they encourage you to get it more seriously who are your friends when you are in the company of your friends do you feel close to god or you feel far away from him there are people when you are around them you feel so close to god you feel highly spiritual because they talk to you about the things of god you discuss scriptures they talk to you about the revelation they saw when they were reading their own bible probably the day before ah, i also saw this one you share wonderful things there are friends that you keep talking about God that you don't even know the time has gone. You don't, it's already midnight, you are not even aware. Downloading Rema, sharing scriptures, sharing wonderful mysteries. There are friends like that. That by the time you are done discussing with those friends, your spiritual energy has increased, your battery has been charged. There are friends like that. And there are other friends who will drain you that even if you have been anointed before, by the time you are done talking with them, you become empty. They drain you completely to the level that you urgently require another charging if you are not going to fall flat. There are friends like that. They char- some charge you up, some drain up your charges. Because everything they are telling you is about sin. It's about look at that person. Look at this one. Uh, let us do this one. Let us tell one lie. Uh, look at your, your brother. I say, look at that girl. It's a fine girl. Let's go. Be, they can't talk. Everything is always sin, sin, and sin. And you say they are your friends. By the time they are done discussing with you, by the time you finish talking with such friends, you run back to your prayer closet and begin to cry to God for mercy. And those are friends. <laughs> You need to know who your friends are. It's very important. You need to know who your friends are. It's very, very important. You've got to choose your friends wisely. Don't forget that scripture I said. The Bible said the wise, those who walk with the wise, they become wise. And the companion of fools, association, friendship with fools leads to destruction. It's very, very important. You take note. You have to choose your friends wisely and what and carefully any friend that anybody you call a friend i don't care what the name is anyone you call a friend who doesn't feel comfortable with your relationship with jesus christ is likely going to draw you away from him eventually if he doesn't do it this month he will do it next month as long as you remain in relationship with somebody who doesn't value your relationship with jesus christ that fellow will draw you away eventually Samson was a very great man of God. He started befriending prostitutes. He started befriending people like Delilah. Eventually, he was drawn away. He was drawn away. They shaved his head. They got him separated from his anointing. Through association. They planted Delilah in his life. He got his... They they succeeded in separating him from his God. A whole something. Friends can either make you or mar you. Those friends were tired of seeing their, uh, their friends sick. They did something about it. They didn't just say it is well, you know, endure. They carried him. That's, that's not convenient. You know what it means to carry a man to the roof? 
of a house and tear open the roof and lower the man down into in the building where Jesus was talking. That was effort. The Bible says Jesus saw their faith. Their faith was not abstract. It could be seen. Jesus saw clearly the faith of these friends. And that, that man became healed because of the faith of his friends. Did you see what the Bible said? The Bible didn't say Jesus saw the faith of the sick man. It's not in the Bible. The Bible didn't say that boy prayed. The Bible didn't say that guy was crying. He was just lying down. It was the friends who did everything. And Jesus saw the faith of the friends and healed him. So do you know it's possible for God to do something in your life just because in response to the faith of your friends? Just because of the faith of the people in your life, the faith of your company, the faith of your friends, of the people you surround yourself with, God can, because of their own faith, do certain things in your life. And conversely, God can decide to withhold some things from you because of your company, because of the people you keep. It's very important. Association, relationship. You don't just do, you don't enter a relationship anyhow. You need to consciously and carefully, prayerfully, choose the people you call friends. It's very, very, very important. Very important. Any friend who doesn't feel comfortable with your relationship with Jesus Christ, like I said, is going to draw you away from him eventually. It's just a matter of time. There's a story. There's something that happened in 2 Samuel 13. I will encourage you to read from uh, verse 1 to the end. 2 Samuel 13, you can read 1 to the end. I'll just summarize the story for you. David had a son. David had a son. His name was Amnon. Okay? And Amnon had a friend. And also, David has a daughter. David had a daughter called Tamar. Now, Amnon had a kind of a, I'll call it lost. You know, Amnon was lusting after his own sister, Tamar. And the sister was a virgin. So, every time Amnon kept thinking about sleeping with Tamar, he kept, he kept dreaming about it, he kept thinking about it, but he knew he couldn't do it. That was not going to be right. That was not going to be correct. He couldn't just grab his sister, you know, and defile her. You know, there, 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 there's what to do. You can't just do that. It's, it's, not, it's going to be an abomination in Israel. Alright? So he kept thinking about it. And because he was thinking about it, because it was a very great lust, he was, you know, he was highly infatuated. The lust was so terrible that Amnon actually started becoming lean. He was, you know, emaciating. He was, he, was, he, was, he was becoming lean. He was becoming thin. And the friend came around. The friend is Jonadab. And the friend came around and said, Ah, Amnon, are you not a king's son? Why are you becoming lean? What's happening to you? Talk to me about it. Why are you distressed? Now, if you if you hear a friend saying that, somebody will quickly say, Oh, what a very nice friend. What a wonderful friend. He's concerned about his friend. But wait till the end of the story. Jonadab said, Why are you, why are you lean? Why are you think? What's happening to you? Talk to me about it. And Amnon opened up. Says this, my sister Tama. I can't just stop thinking about. I, I want to have her. I don't know what to do. I just keep thinking about. Her. Guess what Jonadab said? Jonadab advised Amnon. He said, "Pretend as if you are sick." Are you following? Read it. It's in your Bible. Second Samuel thirteen. 
you the entire story get one to the end i will recommend you read it it's a pretend as if you are sick and your father will come and visit you that's david when david comes to visit you tell david to ask your sister to come and prepare some food for you tell david your dad that he should instruct your sister tama to come and prepare some food from you that same tama you have been lost after let her be the one to come and prepare some food for you so that you can eat and innocently David came. Oh, I'm not. What's happening? Say, you know, I, I'm just sick. Okay. Uh, have you eaten anything? Okay. Uh, please tell Tamar to go. I no problem. I will tell Tamar. And David told Tamar to go and prepare food for Amnon. He just innocently. And Tamar came without knowing anything. And Tamar prepared the food. And Amnon asked Tamar to bring the food into his bedroom. As Tamar was serving the food, Amnon grabbed Tamar and raped her. That girl was begging, don't do this. This is an abomination. Don't do I'm not did he hear anything. He raped Tama successfully. He succeeded in raping her, his sister. And the Bible says immediately after raping her, he hated her exceedingly. The Bible uses exceedingly to tell you how lost operates. When you are lost in after something, it will be as if if you don't do it, you will die. But the moment you fulfill your lust, hatred. You see, there is actually nothing. Nothing than to wait for the penalty of your sin. So he did that. And he hated that to the extent that he sent Tamar away. Tamar was even begging. The one you are doing now is even worse than the rape. Sending me away like this is even worse. I'm not the one to grab this, told the servant, throw her out. That girl left through arches on her head, which is a way of mourning in, you know, in their own time, during, during their own time in Israel. She was morning. And they had about it. David had about it. David was very angry about it. Absalom, the direct brother of Tamar, also David's son, had about it and took his sister into the house. The sister became desolate in the house of uh, brother uh, Absalom. And Absalom saved the fire for two years. <laughs> Absalom did not say anything. He kept quiet. He kept quiet. He didn't talk. He meditated on the problem and saved it. You did this to my sister? No problem. He waited for, Bible said, two full years. He waited for two full years to pass. And he also stylishly had the feast, invited the, the king's sons. He asked David to let all the sons come in. You know, all the sons attended the feast and he instructed and they killed Am Amnon. He invited all the king's sons for the purpose of killing Amnon. And when David heard it, David was so sad. In fact, David assumed all the king's sons had died. Absalom had killed everybody. It was still the same Jonadab, that friend, who advised Amnon, who is now dead, who came to David that, no, don't, don't be too sad. It's not your son, so it's just Amnon that they killed. Because Amnon raped his sister. Who advised him to rape? It was him. Jonadab was still alive. Amnon, who took the advice of that friend, had died. All these things were happening to the same children of one father. All these things is not a friend came into the family and almost destroyed that family. Jonada brought a terrible advice, and brothers and sisters started killing each other. They started killing themselves because of a friend's advice who started the whole, the whole terrible, the whole terrible thing, the whole terrible act. 
just because of the advice of a friend, Jonadab, Amnon misbehaved. Absalom took it to heart. You know, got revenge before we knew everything was happening. He, go and read the story. There was chaos in David's family because of the influence of one friend. Amnon now dead. Jonadab was still alive. I told you when I was when I started. No friend will leave you the way you are. If your friend does not help you to remain alive, your friend will help you to die. He can't live it the same way. Jonadab assisted Amnon in killing himself. Jonadab came into Amnon's life and ensured he died. He gave him an, a piece of advice that led to his untimely death. Friends, who are your friends? I would like you to take a moment. Take a moment now and reflect on your life and ask yourself this question. Which friends should I retain and which ones should I release? Since they are not going to leave me the way I am, is that they help me to succeed or they help me to fail? Which friends, which of them should I, which should I retain? Which of them should I keep and which ones should I release? Should I just let go? Don't be sentimental about it. I am not sentimental at all. I'm not. I'm not in any way sentimental when it comes to about when it comes to choosing relationship. I choose carefully because of this revelation. Don't be sentimental about it. Don't, because when if your friend if the, your friend bring about your death, you won't be sentimental in the grief. Don't be sentimental about it. Decide which of these my friends should I retain? Which one should I just release? So they go their way. Your sincere answer to this question will largely influence your life as you journey on. You've got to learn to say no to friends who encourage you to smoke, to drink, to fornicate, to fight, to lie, you know, to hold, to do terrible things. You know, any friend who is encouraging sin in your life is the devil's partner living, in you, living with you. That's devil's agents living with you. Any friend that is not encouraging righteousness is encouraging sin. And whosoever committed sin is of the devil. That's what the Bible says. So if you are looking for devil, don't look far. Any friend in your life who is encouraging you to commit sin, saying it doesn't matter. After all, you're not the only one. Okay, try it. Don't worry. You know, it's, it's, no, it's nothing. There's no big deal. That is the devil. I don't care the clothes he's wearing. That's the devil around your life. You got to separate yourself from him or her. It's very, very important. You got to say no to them. Anything that is not honorable, any friends supporting any, you know, I mean, sponsoring anything that is not honorable, and advising you, encouraging you to do it, you got to learn to say no to them. Rather, choose friends like these four men in Mark chapter 2, 1 to 12. These four men who did everything possible to make sure their friends met Jesus despite all the other obstacles and they got his healing. They ensured they got his healing. Those are the kind of friends you want to have. Friends who will sacrifice their time, sacrifice, you know, their, you know, sacrifice their time to pray for you, to ensure things are fine with you, go to any length to make sure your life is better. Those are the friends you want to pray that God should send into your life if you don't have any already. And those are the friends you want to keep. Any friend whose influence over your life tends towards you staying far from Jesus through sinful lifestyle must be avoided like a plague. It's a very, it's very, very important. 
especially at this time when eternity is fast approaching the trumpet can sound at any time you don't want one friend to drag you to hell and remember this i love to say this very very it's very very important the lord only commanded us to love everyone he never commanded us to have relationship with everyone it's not in the bible check your scriptures from beginning to the end you will never find anywhere in the bible that the lord says you become a friend to everyone Nah, this it's not possible the lord never said become a friend to everybody absolute no it's not possible the only thing the lord commanded is love everyone he even said love your enemies so the only thing we hold everyone on earth is love not friendship not relationship when it comes to relationship you have to choose carefully it's very important and i pray for you that the wisdom to choose rightly may that wisdom come upon you today in the name of jesus and if there are friends in your life pretending as sheep when they are actually wolves may the lord expose them to you and may the lord separate them from you in the name of jesus and friends who will help you to fulfill your destiny friends who will help you to become what the lord has ordained concerning your life wherever they are upon the surface of the earth may the lord bring them into your life in the name of jesus the lord will separate you from every evil association and will bring the right people into your life in the name of jesus it's very important choose your friends wisely very very important and that's the message of the lord for you today it calls for you to meditate to sit down and do some self-appraisal look into your life those people you are calling your friends write their names down ask yourself since i've known this person what has been their impact in my own life in what way have they impacted my life have they helped me to become successful or they have, they have, or they have succeeded in helping me fail check it no friend leaves you the way you the way you are they either make you or mar you it's very important and take it is foolishness to know that somebody calling himself or herself my friend is dragging me into sin dragging me to hell and i'm saying because of emotional connection because of sentiment and eh, let me just keep enduring it's just like somebody saying i want to endure you know they say there's a venomous snake on your bed that can just bite you and you will die you know say i don't like you know i don't like you know troubling animals i don't want the snake to feel bad i will just sleep on the same bed with that snake i will sleep on one side the snake will sleep on another side i will take one pillow the snake will take another pillow hopefully it doesn't bite me because i'm being i'm being nice to that snake you are not serious that snake is not nice it will bite you you might not wake up the following morning when you see snake you deal with it when that snake's responsibility and job description is to come and bite you and transfer the venom into your life and kill you it is your responsibility to make sure it doesn't do so not to entertain it there are wolves pretending as sheep you have to get rid of them and i pray once again god will give you the wisdom to choose rightly in the name of jesus so if you are still there you have not even surrendered your life to jesus christ that's the first relationship the first friendship you want to have when you are a friend of jesus it will help you in choosing the right friends because any friend of yours we definitely have to be a friend of jesus 
you know you're gonna you're gonna be you're a friend of jesus then your friend has to be a friend of jesus because jesus is always with you so he's gonna be with you always he's not gonna leave you or forsake you so if your friend doesn't like jesus he cannot be in your life that's why you want to secure relationship with jesus first so that together you can choose the right friends it's very very important so if you are there you want to surrender your life to jesus christ you want to have relationship with him you're going to say this prayer after me say lord jesus lord jesus i am a sinner i cannot help myself and that's why i need your salvation please come into my life today wash away all my sins and set me free from every bondage that sin has attracted into my life i confess you as my lord and savior today please write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you alone from now onward. Also fill me with your Holy Spirit and don't let me ever become a powerless Christian. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word that gives light and understand it to the simple. Thanks for giving us this revelation. Thank you also for the utterance to deliver it the way you want it delivered. And thank you for the understanding heart of your children to have been able to, you know, comprehend what you're actually passing across. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray concerning our friendships and our relationships. We pray that you will separate from us everyone who is in our lives who shouldn't be there according to your plan and purpose for us in the name of Jesus. We pray that you will bring into our lives the people that should be in our lives but that are not yet there in the name of Jesus. And for this, your children who uh, decided to surrender their lives, you say, Lord, accept them in their beloved. Lord, wipe away all their sins. Accept them in the beloved. Wash away all their sins. Write their names in the book of life in the name of Jesus. We pray for everyone who has suffered from one wrong friendship or the other. Let your mercy restore them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. And together, help us to live lives worthy of your calling upon our lives in the name of Jesus. And on the last day, help us to reign with you eternally. Thank you, Lord, for always answering our prayers. Thank you also for remaining our friend. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer, I want to congratulate you. You are born again. Jesus is now your friend. Okay? You now have a very wonderful friend who sticks closer than even a brother. Jesus Christ. Alright? And both of you are now going to be choosing who should be your friends or not. So it's very important. Uh, congratulations. And uh, you are now a new creature. And all things have passed away and all things have become new. Uh, that's what I want to encourage you that you, to learn more about this Jesus, to learn more about your friendship with him. We want to encourage you to visit our website at www.glem.org, www.gloem.org. We are directing you to this website because it is actually created for this purpose. It's not a marketing website. It's not an entertainment website. It's a website that will help you, that everything there, all the resources there are geared towards helping you to become well-established in the Lord, to get to know God to get to understand this relationship with jesus that's why i want to encourage you to take advantage of all the resources on that particular website and if you also want to be part of our weekly online bible study you are very free to do so all you need to do is to click on the banner on top of the homepage uh, that says join our weekly bible study the banner will take you to the room where the 
Our meeting is holding. It actually holds every Sunday, 5 to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Every Sunday, 5 to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, once you click on the banner, it will bring you to the room and you'll be admitted into the room. You want to make it, uh, make it a date to attend that Bible study every Sunday. It will also help you to know more about your relationship with God. Uh, also, feel free to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Connect with us on LinkedIn so you can receive important spiritual updates as they become available and especially to be able to receive a daily meditation which is being posted on these social media, uh, media platforms on a daily basis. As you do all this and as you take advantage of all these wonderful opportunities and resources, your life will be enhanced in the name of Jesus. Uh, if you want to f- communicate to us, you want to uh, send a message to us, you want to reach out to us, you can do that via our email address, info at glam.org, info at glam.org. Uh, or you can just uh, drop us a voice message through the same listening platform you are using now. If you need counseling prayers, you want to share a testimony, or you just want to find out how you can be part of, how you can be part of what uh, God is doing through us, you want to volunteer your services in the kingdom of God, you want God to just use you for one thing or the other, or probably there's even a question you want uh, explanation to regarding the word of God, we are very, very available uh, to help as the Lord also helps us. So communicate us, send us a message and we'll reply you as soon as we receive from you. The Lord will bless you mightily as you do all this in the name of Jesus. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this uh, week's episode of Glenn Podcast. If you have been blessed by this particular episode or probably the previous ones, please feel free to share with your friends, family members and your loved ones. Share, you know, on your own social media platform or anywhere. Just keep spreading the word so that more people can hear about what the Lord is doing so that more people can become blessed and more people can be liberated through the knowledge of the truth. As you do all this, the Lord will bless you mightily and cause His light to shine in every area of your life in the name of Jesus. We'll be here again next week for yet another episode if the Lord has not returned. Until that next week, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Bye.